Hey guys, Blair from The Who Pod here. Are you looking for any geeky logos or headers or channel branding? I know a guy just for you. His name is J.P. Rakath. You can find J.P. Rakath at J-P-R-A-K-A-T-H at gmail.com or on Twitter he is at J.P. underscore Rakath. If you're looking for geeky music or just music in general, I have someone else for you. Her name is Kristen Walsh, and you can contact Kristen at Kristen with an E dot Walsh dot music nine nine at gmail.com. These are two people that help make Hoopod what it is, and I can never recommend them enough. So check them out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. It's been a while to Hoopod. We uh, we took a bit of a break. Uh, there really wasn't any interest from anyone in the community. If that returns, by all means, please contact us, as this week's guest did, by uh, reaching us at humanpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, reach out to us. We'll arrange a time. We'll make this happen. But let's get into this week's guest. So we have with us Ryan Block, a.k.a. Shaggy Jedi. On this podcast, we talk a little bit about the Star Wars expanded or legacy universe, however you like to say that. Uh, we talk a little Quantum Leap, some some movie translations from books. We get into a bunch of geeky stuff, but don't take my word for it. Let's dive on into it. So Hoopod 63 with our guest, Ryan Block, a.k.a. Shaggy Jedi. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of Hoopod. My name is Blair Beveridge, and thank you once again for tuning in. It's been a while, guys. We haven't... We haven't done this in a in a hot second. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. We got we got That's the whole team here. Special. <laughs> it truly is. It absolutely is. We got the full team here today. We got Joey. We got Terilyn, and our special guest, who we will be introducing here in a second. Uh, you know him from the forums. Uh, probably know him from a couple of other offshoots of the human community in terms of Facebook. And he's one of our. What what is it? Uh, what is the term that they give you the title on 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 Facebook now? Oh, the, the voice title? of reason by Felicia. Voice? The voice of reason. There you go. Uh, we have with us uh, Ryan Block, a.k.a. Shaggy Jedi. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Always nice to fun talking to you guys actually in person instead of just via message on stream or on Tyrone's little subgroup. <laughs> <laughs> it makes such a huge difference, doesn't it, finally hearing each other's voice? It's like it's real suddenly. It's not like a pen pal. <laughs> yes, Exactly. It's the reason we started this podcast, and it's been a little sad that it's been in mothballs for a little bit, but uh, hopefully this can blow the dust off of it and get some, some more humans to the to the podcast so we can Yeah, I, I want to go back stuff. to, so now, how, how and why were you dubbed the voice of reason by Felicia? How did that come about? Just because um, every single time she would do something, I would just be practical and say, like, don't forget to save, or don't forget to use, like, you know, lately in Operencia, you know, use the shovel or something like that. Did that Assassin's Creed? I would always be like, checkpoint, Felicia, and she'd be like, oh yeah, you're the voice of reason, Shaggy. <laughs> you know so what? You know how you can get those yeah. badges on Facebook, where it's yeah. like visual storyteller and that. I would love to get that That's in real life. What it was. And you could have the voice of reason. I know. That'd and it'd be, be nice. like Pokemon gym badges. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of that. That was the visual storyteller. That's what I was trying to think about. Yeah, I know. I got that one. I was like, I was like, come on, I need more badges. What's going on? <laughs> Gotta collect them all. Yeah, I know. I get my get my own flair. There we go. Just bait me for how long? Well, movie I know. <laughs> how, how do you get these things? Uh, not that I really want one, but really, how do you get these? Lies. Things? You're so jealous right now, Blair. Yeah. I have no jealousy in my body. <laughs> yeah. You two I are don't just know. visual storytellers. I don't know. I just like just mostly because 
I think I get them just because I find something funny. I'm like, oh, the group got to see this. It'll be funny. I'll have a good laugh about this. So it's memes. That's what we're getting down to. Nah, Posting memes. Memes, you know, whatever you follow on Facebook, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't Joey. really do it. Joey. I'm here. Joey. Don't worry. I'm here. I'm Joey. here. I'm here. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I wasn't Welcome kidding, to the folks. Latest episode He's here. Of Hoopod. This is the ASMR episode. I'm going to just flip through some pages here really quick. Yes. And pages. Joey's back on mute. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. Um, all right. Before we get into Joey's uh, pages, um, Ryan, talk, <laughs> talk to us a little bit about... <laughs> No, just too much. It's like we're going to get into something else with Joey's, aren't we? My yes. whole yeah. fucking life just flashed before my eyes with that <laughs> phrase. Oh, God. <laughs> we're going to be a little punchy, folks. It's been a while. <laughs> exactly. Get out those uh, Okay. Mm, where was I? Take two. Here we go in three, two. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan, um, how did you find Team Human? I found it through, like, I, I think... Uh, when Felicia and Ryan were still doing those co-optitude streams, and then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, why not, you know, spend the five bucks and join the Team Human, and then just from then on, it's just like, you know, been part of the group. I've been enjoying it, meeting you guys, meeting everybody else, and kind of just finding different people to talk to all over the world. It's always kind of nice getting me on my show. <laughs> all right, let's do a little bit of a deeper dive. How did you find, rather, I presume Felicia, not Ryan, you didn't. How did you find Felicia? Uh, I originally found her off of that, you know, of course, Buffy, and then, of course, that Coca-Cola Super Bowl ad, <laughs> where she was in the, the doing, quoting the movie and whatnot, and then just, like, found out about her streaming one day when I was just, like, up at my folks' house. I was like, oh, let's watch this, see how it is, and then from then on, it's like, oh, my God, this is going to be a fun group. <laughs> Wait, there's a Coca-Cola ad that I don't know about with her in it? Yeah, that Super Bowl ad where she's basically uh, talking, like quoting the movie lines with another guy, and they start dancing at the end. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so the one I saw, it was they were in a movie theater, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's... At first, yeah. I'm like, wait, I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? Is there something <laughs> I don't know? Hello. <laughs> How is that not in a video, Joey? <laughs> Put it in a video. A video. Copyrights. Yeah. Uh, I actually haven't seen that. I don't know what that is. Oh. I, I, I gotta go dive down a rabbit hole, I guess. I'm not a fan. What the hell's wrong with me? Uh, I'm, well. I'm done. Joey, the podcast is yours now. We we yes, don't exactly. have enough time to talk about what the hell That's is wrong right. with you, Blair. I'm sorry. We just don't. <sighs> Fair point. Fair point. We'd be here for a week, right? <laughs> like, we're allowed a max of an hour for this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's six minutes in. We're good to go. Perfect. Available now <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes, by the way. <laughs> plug, plug. Before we dive into any of our stuff, uh, so Ryan, talk to us a little bit about your geeky passions. What what drives you in the geek space? Um, it was the Star Wars books before Disney decided to change everything up, and then Quantum Leap, Roar, just like old school, weird, obscure sci-fi stuff. And then I just kind of like got into Dune because of my dad. So that that was a rabbit hole. And there was, now for the joke, is my stepmom introduced me to Outlanders. My dad calls it the time-traveling Bodice Ripper novels. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, I, I, know about, I know about this series. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, it's such a good series. Well, my uh, a couple Christmases ago, my wife bought me the original book, and uh, I read it, and she was I was always looking very frustrated. And she was like, "What? why do you look so frustrated? And I'm like, because I love half of this book, and I can't stand the other half. Like, exactly. It is such a, like, the fantasy in it is outstanding. The Harlequin in it, not for me. Um but, you know, she's reading it now, actually, and she's on book three, and she's tearing through it. But uh, I w- I'm still very torn on it because I actually want to watch the TV show. I want to get into that because I think that's a better medium for me for that story. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to getting into that. It's good. Just the only problem is the guy that plays Jamie, as good as he is, he's not as tall as Jamie in the books. And that's kind of like the only problem I have with that whole series. It's like, Jamie's got to be a big, tall guy. Like, Tom Cruise playing Jack Reacher. It makes no sense. <laughs> hmm. But from what I'm told, very pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, the height thing, I mean, I get what you're saying, especially with, I mean, I only know him as a book character. He's a big strapping guy. Um, I It doesn't bother me so much when they cast somebody who doesn't fit the body mold. What, what do you guys think about that, Joey Terlin? We're talking about the Last of Us thing that they're doing? Uh, just in general, if somebody gets cast, let's say you have a book character that's like six seven and, and like, you know, built out, and then they cast Tom Cruise. Does stuff like that bother you? Okay, if, yeah. the, if the character is supposed to be 6'7 and they cast 5'5 five five Tom Cruise, you bet your <laughs> ass I'm going to be fucking pissed. It's, it's, see, it doesn't bother me, and I, and I don't know why it does others. Is it just because you need to have a visual, at least a close visual representation of what you know the character to be? I mean, I know that they can totally do some Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings special effects bullshit, but at the same time, I'm like, really? You're going to waste your money? on that and you could have put it towards somebody who i don't know could actually act i think yeah. when it's an important part of their character so yeah if they're meant to be six seven and they do get a five foot five and then special effects around it there's always someone else that would be more appropriate for the role i don't know like even in good omens scarlet when i read that she had like long luscious hair down to her waist and then in the tv show she had it up to her shoulder i freaked out like that really bothered me I know it's just hair, but I felt like that was a really important part of her aesthetic, if that makes sense. No, I'm one of those people that freaks out, yeah. Yeah, it's like, get somebody that actually gets bears somewhat of close frozen. It doesn't have to be exactly as tall, but just get close. Yeah, yeah, because you have such a strong imagination. I know we all picture it differently, but you want to be as accurate as you possibly can, I guess. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I give it I give it a little bit of a caveat that okay you want to cast somebody who's nothing like the description the guy better be good like if they bring yeah. in somebody that's you know a foot shorter but nails it I'm good with it and maybe that's where I should have reclarified if they bring in somebody who's a foot shorter and he shits the bed well then yeah at least get a tall guy that shits the bed yeah <laughs> yeah and if they're not and if if the character is supposed to be literally like a strapping guy and you bring in somebody who's lean muscled. Like Tom, I'm sorry, no. Plenty of male models out there who can act. You just need to find a no name. But then again, the the beauty is an eye of the beholder because so many people were annoyed over the casting of Edward Cullen in Twilight, uh, and yet so many people thought he was perfect. So really, I guess Twilight. it is difficult. Yes, <laughs> it has been blacklisted. Okay. Back to Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> They're very cool, right? Like it's hard to appease everyone. Yeah, he that's fit true. The, like he fit the bill visually, but the guy can't 
not act. Well, they gave him the right role then, I guess, as Batman. He doesn't need to act. Why I is it when people get in cast that can't play Batman? What the hell? Who <laughs> <laughs> would be your perfect Batman? My perfect Batman? Batman? <laughs> <laughs> That's a cop-out if I've ever heard one. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I, I feel like Christian Bale did fine in the first two of the trilogy, but I... I, I start the third movie and I get five minutes in and I have to shut it off. I'm like, yeah, no, you just, you phoned it in. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think I think a lot of people got different takes on Batman. For me, the best Bruce Wayne has ever, I hate to say it, but Affleck. I think Affleck nailed Bruce Wayne, but he couldn't Batman much, whereas I love Michael Keaton playing Batman. I feel like yeah, Michael I'll Keaton, yeah, Michael Keaton could do both. Val Kilmer, I didn't mind if he was playing like the, like a, like Nightwing Batman, that would have been fine. He was just way too young for the role that they were supposed to be putting him in. Because the role that he was supposed to be playing was like a man in his 40s, a playboy, and I'm sorry, but Val Kilmer at that time did not fit the bill. No, he's only Mad Mardigan. <laughs> it was like when yes. they it was like when they cast uh, Ryan Reynolds to play Hal Jordan. Sorry. Yes. Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, yes, but as Green Lantern Hal Jordan. No. Any other Green Lantern? Probably, but not Hell Jordan. He was... He was... His personality came through the screen way too off-key as Hell Jordan. It was. It didn't the, work. Not to mention that the, the, the movie sucked to begin with. The problem with that casting, honestly, is... And, and I love him, but Ryan Reynolds plays himself in most movies. Yes, he does. And he that is not Hal Jordan. So I think he took the role trying to be serious and people just didn't they didn't want it. They're like, "No, we we want you to be Van Wilder. We want you to be Deadpool. We want you to be that wise-cracking guy that no one else can do it just like you." So yep. I I feel I feel bad because you kind of understand what he was trying to go for, but you're right. Hal Jordan is a super serious, straight-laced, not Ryan Reynolds character, and it was it was too bad. What did you think of his uh, role in Pikachu Detective, if anyone's seen that? No. Didn't see it. Oh. I haven't seen it, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm told that it's actually a great movie. That it, was, it was That it was great, because Detective Pikachu, when the game came out, had a very, like... Um, yeah, kind of like what, gruff his, voice, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a very dark, gruff voice, like like the guy from Sopranos, basically. But when you put Ryan Reynolds, like it worked on screen having Ryan Reynolds do the voice, from what I understand. And I still want to see yeah. the movie because it's still a, a family movie kind of a thing, but it, it works well enough for all ages. So I still want to see it, but I haven't seen it yet. It's good. It's um, I thought it would be sort of cheekier than what it was because of Ryan Reynolds and because of the trailers. They kind of conveyed that it would be funnier, but it's just it's enjoyable. It's not the best movie in the world, but it's fun. But without spoiling it, I don't know how they're going to make a sequel because they've kind of shot themselves in the foot with the ending a little bit. I don't know if anyone listening to this agrees, but when you see it, let me know because, yeah, they've kind of made it difficult for themselves. Yeah. I only have one friend that saw it, so I'll have to ask him what he thinks. (laughs) (laughs) Done deal. All right, well, we can transition off of that into another thing I've seen you posting about today, Tierlin, and that was, and if anyone's seen this, please speak on it, uh, the Disney live-action movies. And in particular, your post today was about Aladdin that you've heard, and I did too, that's actually really good. 
Yeah, because I was going to boycott it because, you know, not in like a fangirly way, but I just sort of went, look, it might be a movie I watch at home when it comes out on DVD, but I'm not going to bother going to the movies because here we've got to drive an hour and a half to see a movie. But after reading all the reviews and comments, people are raving over it and say that Will Smith does a fabulous job as the genie, despite all the backlash he received originally. So, yeah, I'll give it a go because I didn't like Beauty and the Beast. That was awful. I, I, you know, the thing of the stuff with Will and the genie stuff, I'm sorry, nobody's ever going to replace Robin Williams, but you no. can't go into this thinking he's going to. And the most honest, like I've heard three or four people corroborate this, is say for the first 30 minutes, you're almost offended watching it because if you have this love for the original um, animated special or animated movie, then it just, it almost, it's wrong. But after 30 minutes, you get over it and then you realize you're in a, you're in a different medium. You're in a different story, even though it's similar. Well, um, what convinced me was I heard the, um, I heard Will Smith singing Arabian Nights on YouTube, and I tell you what, I didn't know Will Smith could sing because I knew he could rap, but wow, he really sends shivers down his spine. So that kind of convinced me to go see it tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Have you? Uh, is there is there any movie that you particularly think, uh, like we talked about Batman being bad casting and 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 whatnot? Is there one movie that? Uh, we'll just throw it out there, a movie that p- other people said, oh, that's a terrible casting, but then you're like, nah, nailed it. Oh, gosh, that is a hard one. <laughs> like to, to give you a perspective, when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, everybody said, this is going to suck. And that, and that was maybe one of the best roles of our time. Yeah, I'd go with that one. That was definitely one. I was like, I was hoping after watching him and, Ten things I had about you and Roar. I was like, oh, please let him be good. Please let him be good. <laughs> and then just like how amazing he was. You know, he definitely deserved that Oscar. Yeah, I just wish he he would have separated from the character. Yeah. Um, that's too bad. I actually didn't want to like the... Is it Jake Gyllenhaal the next one? Or who is doing the next one, the next Joker? Uh, oh, Walking. Joaquin Phoenix, right. I wanted to hate that, especially after I saw the, the image of the Joker. I'm like, oh my god, that is... I am, I'm out, I'm out. And then I'm like, give the trailer a look. Just give the trailer a look. And then they have such a different take on the Joker. You know, such a based-in-our-world take on it that I have to admit I'm interested. Mm, me too. Yeah, that looks good. I'm hoping, like I said, like you, I'm like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully DC won't recast whatever his name Jared Leto that's oh bad choice all around <laughs> you know I still haven't seen Suicide Squad I, I I've seen it being filmed because it was filmed in my hometown but I have not yet seen it. everyone says don't 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 but I'm like but it I know you guys all say it's bad but I think I have to see it like I didn't tr- think it was that right? bad I, like why did it get so much hate I don't know I, I don't know yet Joey have you seen it it was the Joker the interpretation with him with the tattoos and everything just making him look just so anti-looking Joker that people are like, oh my god, god this is not a... <laughs> well, I, That's really interesting, yeah. Go on. I think the thing is that a lot of people are very used to the classic look of the Joker more so than anything, that or Heath Ledger's Joker, or a combo of the two, that they tend to forget how many different versions of the Joker and different universes of the Joker that there actually is. So that's why they're able to play around with it. Now, I own Suicide Squad, but I haven't watched it yet. 
<laughs> That's the most Joey answer ever. <laughs> um, mostly because everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, it sucks. Cause, but here's the other thing, too, is, and I didn't pay for it. It was given to me. Um, I'm one of those people that I'm going to sit down, especially nowadays. If I'm, if I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch something... I'm actually going to invest my time in it. Now, if I'm re-watching something, I tend to have it on in the background while I'm doing something else, but still, you know, periodically looking over at it and everything else. But if I haven't seen it, it's something that I actually want to sit and pay attention to. So, because of the way that my schedule has been lately, I haven't really watched a whole lot of stuff. Um, if anything, it's been either on Vudu uh, for free watching or on Netflix of stuff that I watch, like... I know this is changing topics, but can it be fucking 4th of July already, please? I need Stranger Things 3 in my life right now. Yeah, you're here. You're here. <laughs> I need it in my body. <laughs> I'm okay with that fast forward. I don't mind. Yes. <laughs> I, got, I got a countdown in my head going on right now and I can't that I'm very excited about, so and uh, that, that leads into it. Yes, that's one I'm looking forward to. The thing I love and, about Stranger uh, Things is that they have probably the best set crew in the fucking world. Not to mention visual effects and everything when it comes to transporting you back in time. Because when you're watching it, you literally feel like you're in the time period. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel overly colorful. When you're looking at something, it's like you're experiencing the time period in that week span of however long that particular part of the story is taking place. Um, like, when I think back to seeing pictures of my childhood, I'm like, yes, there was that kind of, like, sighting on the side of garages. This is how pools looked. This is how furniture looked. This is how stuff was broadcast over antenna, the way it would look like on TV. This is how this... I, I, I can't get over it. It's how much I... It really just sucks me back into that time and i love it i i, I love it this I is actually something I yeah i mean this is something i've actually been very interested to see how people younger than me are being drawn into the show because for me it's you're exactly right i'm looking at this and i'm like that's what it looked like now that being said if i went back to my old neighborhood where i grew up it still looks like it was when i grew up there you know you know there's there may be the odd satellite dish even though i don't think anyone's doing that anymore but it looks the same. It's got the same aluminum siding, the same kind of, you know, interior set design. Obviously, it would be completely different in the house. But um, it, you, there are neighborhoods that don't, you know, they haven't changed for 30, 40 years. You can go and get the external shots. Internal stuff is all all the stuff you're talking about, the crew and, and, and you know, the, the set designers and whatnot. But the feel, you're right, is very much like the 80s. But this is something, I was their age at that time. So I relate very easily to it. Because that like mid '80s time frame, hey, that's when I was that kid's th those kids' age. So I, I've always been very surprised how big of a hit it is with people, you know, much younger than I am. All right, old man joke. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so Shaggy, or I guess I'll say Ryan. We you mentioned your love for the Star Wars uh, literary universe. I think what do they call it? The Legends now. Yeah. So the extended. Um, I, I was for a long time as well. In fact, one of my favorite uh, Star Wars characters of all time came from the book series, and, and her name was uh, Callista. Um, yes, Luke's girlfriend. There you go. You're, you're like the only person who knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I, I'm torn about this because I know a lot of people that were incredibly attached, and, and I presume you were as well, to that Legends universe, and Disney is more or less said, you know what, we don't want these things getting in the way. George always kind of had like an asterisk beside the book. Well, we're invoking that asterisk. They are no longer canon. With that being said, they brought back Thrawn, um, and I mean, he in my opinion, at least, was the best literary character, even though it's not my favorite, but liter like he was an outstanding character. And uh, I'm hearing rumbles that Mara Jade might come back as well. That would be nice. I just don't like the fact that, you know, it's pretty much, it seems like Disney's just cherry-picking everything from the expanded universe. Like, oh, this doesn't exist, but, oh, wait, we'll take this from there. And it's like, come on, guys. It, it's true. It's true, but I mean, if you know anything about Disney, they're, they're all about making money. Don't get, don't, I mean, yes, they put out some incredible entertainment, but if, unless you're making coin, they're not really interested, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do hope to see that. Um, I do hope to see some of those characters bleed over because there's a whole, it's easy. Like, let's be honest, it's easy. You have this incredibly well-built-out and fleshed-out character. You can cherry-pick, you can pick Talon card. You know, you can pick Callista, you can pick Mara Jade, you can pick Thrawn, and they've already have this 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 whole their whole character's already built out. You just have to input him or her wherever you want. Yes, I'll agree with you there. I just like the legacy comics. That would have been a great one instead of the trilogy we got right now. So that would have been a good one. Instead of they wanted to do some new Star Wars movies, still have the cast yeah. show up just for a small part. I guess the one thing they can't do is the twins, right? Yeah, I was hoping they would. That would have been nice. Well, I mean, you know this better than I do. I didn't really dive that deep into into that world, but they had the twins, and did they have a Ben Solo as well in the book? I, I seem to th think that they did. They they had Anakin. Like, that was the third kid Anakin, between Han and Leia. And then Ben, like, Ben, uh, Luke and Mars. Oh. That's, so that's, where, that's where I saw that, and I was like, What? Luke's kid's going evil, then they say it's Han and Leia's kid. I was like, oh, come on. Okay, yeah. I, I, I figured there was a disconnect there. I'm like, I think there's an Anakin, but I know there's a Ben, and I don't remember who's is who's. And, um, but I guess we did a little bit of geeking out there, but tell me what it is and your, your favorite your favorite literary character is why that you were drawn by the literary universe as to perhaps the cinematic universe. Uh, for me, it was just like, you know something new that was like the Star Wars I remember like just like you said with the Thrawn you know when Timothy Zahn just wrote that original trilogy that's like the first introduction to our favorite character in a new setting it was kind of nice to you felt like you were reading the movies like the novelization of the original movies and I was like oh my god this is great oh there's more okay and I started collecting and collecting to got every single ones that were just weird and obscure that I just found I was like oh oh, okay, this is cool. And it felt like it was the movies to me, not, you know, like just George Lucas said, okay, here, here's the movies in book form. And I just, that's how I felt drawn to it. The one, the one that, the only one that really bothers me, and I correct my titling here, I think it's called The Shattered Crystal. Oh, oh, that one. Uh, the, I, think, I think it is, let's see. Hold on, let's see, I've got it in my room here. I have yeah. it. I'll vamp a bit while you're looking for it, but I think basically this story was written... Oh, the written, Crystal Star. Crystal Star, yeah. This story was written before a, one of the original trilogy movies came out, and it takes the story in a very different 
path, a very different way. <laughs> um, yeah, I think like Luke beats Vader or something early, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, you're talking about Splinter of the Mind's Eye. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You you can like just have to like, you know, you know, take the God Star Wars quote, as Ben would say, you know, the truth from a certain point of view, kind of how you would see things, like you know, with the Luke, you know, spoilers, chopping off Vader's arm with the, that giant, because he got so powerful with the Force crystal. I was like, all right, you know, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, it was that, that one. That one was tough, but I mean, again, that one was uh, not knowing there would be an Empire Strikes Back. So um, yeah, got to give him a little bit of rope there. Um, yeah. But I guess we we could throw this out to everybody. Um, when it comes to uh, say books to movie translations, because some people love them, some people hate them. I've recently uh, read the book Ready Player One. I saw the movie earlier, and I read and I read the book because um, everyone's like, "Oh, the book's so much better. The book's so much better." And I have a very specific opinion um, about about both of those stories. But uh, do you guys generally like to see those translations or not? I I love seeing the translations because. Again, I think your imagination can always take you so far. It's really interesting to see other people's perspective of things. So when I saw Lemony Snicket and Harry Potter, there's always that exciting moment of, it's just how I invented it. It's just how I pictured it, which is a really cool feeling. Um, and also because you have a, it's a better medium. You can discuss it with more people because people are more likely to see the movie than read the book. So that's a good conversation point. But um, yeah, I think overall, you do have a bit of a superiority complex when you do read the book first. It's always better. Or you always yeah, quote and go like, that's word for word. Like when I was watching Good Omens, I was there saying, yep, look, I, this is word for word on the page. And you do feel a little bit smug. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I liked Ready Player One, but I think it would have been better as like a good mini series on TV or on Netflix or something. Mm -hmm. That way you could get everything. You know, just because they and a movie just by itself, unless they're making it into a trilogy, it was just like too much and not enough time to. So you're missing out on important things. Mm. Before I get into Ready Player One, Joy, what is your thoughts on this? Uh, I'm kind of neutral with it uh, because they're like okay i'll use uh lord of the rings and the chronicles of narnia as an example i could go into harry potter but that's a whole other book of worms so when it came to lord of the rings i can understand why certain things were changed in the in the book translation how certain things were added into the hobbit trilogy that were not part of the original hobbit um and it was because there were certain things in the hobbit for example that the film studios did not actually have the rights to so there were some gaps and they had to fill those gaps and by filling those gaps they also had to expand the movie line from two movies that it was originally planned to be into three and it made sense and i actually didn't mind that because we also got to have other storylines from the silmarillion and other content so in that respect i didn't mind it and certain things on screen don't make the same sense that they do on the page. Um, I forget the name of the character, but um, if you watch um, one of the uh, annals of the original Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, I think it was in the Two Towers when uh, one of the men 
he plays a uh, he Is ends it up worm tongue. Not worm tongue. He he's one of the good guys. He ends up marrying uh, what's her face of um, the the lady from Rohan, I think. Oh, oh God. he what looks like the redhead. He looks like a redheaded stepchild version of Aragorn, basically. Oh yes. Okay. Yes. If you can figure out visually who I'm talking about. So, anyways, his character in the book is able to um, deny the power of the ring. Like, he, it doesn't affect him. He's not going to try and take it away from Frodo. In the movie, they had to change that because this entire time, visually, you can't just expect your audience to be like, oh, he's not affected by it? I don't get it. Why is he not affected? Something you can explain in a book but you can't easily explain on film so I can see why they made that change and I can be okay with it. Now, when you have something like the Chronicles of Narnia, okay, and you bring in Prince Caspian and you drop 90 fucking percent of the actual story and you put in bullshit, then I have issues. Yes, that's a good point. I guess for me, I always see movies and books as different things. I mean, yes, they're telling similar stories, but they're different mediums and they're being used differently. And so a lot to what you're originally stating is the medium allows for certain things to be told certain ways and others other ways. Um, I, I wasn't a, I haven't really read a lot about uh, the run of the, the, the Chronicles of Narnia. I haven't read much of that, but I know that Prince Caspian, um, they, they took a lot of storylines from multiple books and added it into one. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is that they knew they weren't going to do any more movies after that one. So uh, I, I guess... You know, I look at this, and, I, and again, I see them as different mediums. When it comes to Ready Player One, I think the book in general was better because it was a lot more, there was a lot more context to how and why the characters and the Gunters and, and all these things were apart. I thought the challenges were much better in the books because they were a lot more elaborate. But I understand why they made the challenges different in the movie beyond the fact that they couldn't get rights to certain to some of these things. But some of it is such edge knowledge that the average person would know what the heck they're... Some of the stuff... I'm a major geek, and some of the stuff in, the, in these challenges I had no idea about. You know, they, it was it was pretty deep dive on some of the stuff. And, uh, you know, it's... I liked the ending of the movie better because it's a more cinematic ending, and, and the ending in the book was just kind of like, and we're done. It's like, really? Um, and Harry Potter's a great example. My favorite book in the Harry Potter series is book four. My least favorite movie is book four. My favorite movie in the whole series is, is the fifth movie, and my least favorite book is the fifth movie. Because I got the story from the book in four so much better, and I got the story from the movie in five so much better. Uh, but they're apples and oranges to me, and they always have, like, they're different mediums. And I can make that separation, but I've seen so many people get so angry when it's not literal. Mm. I can Charlie get that with Yeah. I think you summed that up perfectly, yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. We keep no, talking in the same no time. Worries. <laughs> no worries. We have the same We're in pod. sync. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder to no, I've actually player, yeah, hit the nail on the head. So I'll, I'll, I'm going to shut up. I'll let you talk, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> no worries, too. Uh, no, I was going to say, just like, I know my friend Sarah and I, we just kind of watched, like, all since she, you know, I was an 80s kid, and that's pretty much what I was raised on, was watching movies with my parents. Right. So I was like, oh, I know most of these movies she's like hadn't seen him so we kind of netflix in so she could see all of them it was kind of like watch him again it was kind of like oh my god i'd forgotten about these parts and it was kind of just sometimes looking at those old hokey special effects and i'm thinking 
this is around the time of Star Wars. Why don't these guys at least ask Lucasfilm for the help or something? Because some of them, you're like, oh my god, please no more. <laughs> I also love to play this game of this movie didn't age very well, which is most movies, by the way. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and Back to the Future. Um, it's one of them. Um, actually, I, I don't actually don't think Back to the Future ages as bad as most people believe, but um, only because I, the future is now our past, and that's where that. it's very yeah. awkward. <laughs> but I mean, think of some of the things from that. Besides the fax machine, um, you had video conferencing on TVs. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. Like, take. I mean, the hoverboards technically exist. Clearly not how they are in that uh, that movie. Um, I mean, there, there were, it's like Star Trek. We kind of predict our own future by doing these things. Self-lacing shoes is a thing, but we made that happen because people loved the, the show. So, like, I want the thing. Um, in Star Trek, they, they, they basically prototyped iPads for the world or tablets for the world. They were carrying them around everywhere, and someone's like, I think we can do that, and they did. Um, you know, we create our own future through our science fiction. Uh, it's something I've always really enjoyed. Um yeah, a lot of movies don't age very well. And uh, a lot of stuff as a kid I found hilarious really offends me now, which... The only thing that doesn't exist from the future, other other than flying cars, like actually flying cars, okay, other than that, is the mini Pizza Hut pizzas. You put it in the oven, five seconds later it comes out fucking huge and ready to go. When that yeah. becomes available, right. I want to invest stock in money into that so bad well you know flying cars actually exist right not like in the movie technically no no you're right they they float set six feet off the ground so anyone my height or taller would lose their heads um and and basically they'd be still governed under the same sort of uh jurisdictions as airplanes and nobody wants to do that so yep they, they do ex- they do exist but you know very much not going to be a thing that we do for a long time uh, how about uh, how about any other ge- geeky passions? You you mentioned uh, you mentioned the Star Wars universe, um, which is right in my wheelhouse. But uh, how about so how about some others? Uh, Quantum Leap. Right. Uh, let's see the the Shannara books. Mm. He Man, of course. I've got you know got to represent my eighties. All right, right Joey. He Man, go. <laughs> Listen, I wasn't a big fan of He-Man. I was more into She-Ra, which, by the way, ended up getting killed early because Mattel and Filmation were getting complaints that She-Ra was outdoing He-Man in sales. No. And in the eight, yeah, yes. no, it's the it's the dead truth. It's I watched true. I watched yeah. the documentary. They had to kill She-Ra. The, the series because it was killing the sales of He-Man's stuff. All the boys wanted the She-Ra stuff because there was more color. There was more fun stuff to do with all the girl toys. And they had wow. to kill it. Yep. That, that... That's why He-Man has 100-something episodes and She-Ra only has like 91? 92? This, this was my generation trying to sit there and say, hey, we like a strong female, we like all these sort of things, and someone going, nah, 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 you, you don't get that stuff anymore. I'm taking that away from you. I, yeah. We tried, folks. We tried. The the old men that were still sitting on top of the pyramids, and probably still are, took it away from us. Exactly. Would have been nice to have more episodes, kind of like with that 2002 edition of He-Man. So that 
that horrible new adventures that we got. <laughs> oh, the 1989 new adventures where He-Man yeah. had, a, had a ponytail and everything? Yes, that horrible thing. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't care for that either. I did appreciate the 2002 uh, reboot attempt, um, which is weird because that ended up uh, getting canceled just when they decided that they were going to bring in She-Ra in, into, yeah, the, into the fold. And then they canceled that altogether along with the series. And now Netflix is doing, you know, a reboot of Shira, which honestly I thought to God I was going to hate. I haven't watched season two yet. I've been too busy. But I was actually pleasantly surprised. I was very satisfied with it. I didn't mind it. I say if you haven't checked it out, to check it out. Yeah, it's on my queue list. I keep on forgetting to get to it. There's so much on my queue list I got to get through. <laughs> Now, in terms of quantum, in terms of quantum leap, um, did anyone beyond me watch this show? This was the show where the guy would um, end up taking the role of somebody's uh, yeah. past life in an, every episode. Yeah, just, yeah. This, go ahead. No, yeah, he just you know leap you know in different lives and just changing for the better was great. You know, kind of nice quality program you could watch it with everybody instead of like smashing up bloody things, which was kind of nice. I love time travel shows, and you know they they come and they go, and, and like Journeyman was one that came a few a, a few years after that that I absolutely love that only got one season. Uh, Doctor Who, of course, has been around for over fifty years. Um, they had one called Timeless that just recently ended. Um, they had a few others in that same time frame. There, I just I I've always loved time travel shows. The big problem with every single time travel show is budget because. You're constantly changing the clothing. You're constantly changing the setting, and of course, you got to do special effects to make to sell it. Unless you're a BBC, and people just understand that the effects are going to be eh, half-assed, but they accept <laughs> it. Um, I, 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 and Quantum Leap was probably the best. I loved that show. I could talk to you about specific episodes still, and I haven't seen them in twenty years. Like there's one where that uh, uh, oh god, the actor Scott Bakula's jumps into a professional pool player and he has to sit there and play like a professional pool player a billiards pool um and it's just like there's no way i don't care how much tech you put on this table to help me make the shots there's just no way and you know of course he, he goes through it and um uh, dean stockwell being like this greasy kind of guy and um and sam really being a boy scout i just i really really loved it it was it was it was the first time travel show that really drew me in um and 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 ryan you can probably correct me on this one you're probably a bigger fan than i am but they got him to jump home so he got to go back into his his own body and, and back to his family um spoilers it's been 25 years so i hope anyway um but then his person his guide sam or sorry uh dean dean stockwell i don't remember his al 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 became the guy leaping into people and that was something and he was about to die first first time into a body he was about to die so then uh yeah. um you know sam that's right sam right yeah sam and al yeah. yeah sam had to jump back in to to save al from dying so uh it was and i think that was one of the last episodes you know and and that really there's a few shows that have always ended on like that kind of oh my god i can't wait to see what's next and then it's done and that was one of them um another one just that always jumps out at me is is alf I don't know. Did any of you guys watch Elf? I loved Elf as a kid. 
I mean, it was it was very campy, and again, another show that doesn't age very well. The last episode of Alf ever is Alf is about to be picked up by his fellow aliens to go home, and as he's the sheep, the ship's coming down. It's a very ET moment, and then the authorities surround him, and the ship takes off, and they basically go, "Okay, well, we've caught Alf," um, and that's it. Show's done. They never renewed it. I've never been more angry at a TV show in my life. <laughs> well, they did that stupid TV reunion one where the people found him with the government. I was like, oh, not even going to watch this. Oh, they actually did something afterwards? Because I've never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember, like, seeing it, like, as a kid. I remember, like, just happened to be scrolling through YouTube one day, and I saw it. I was like, oh, God, why not? <laughs> it's like Gilligan's Island. I can't tell you how many times I've seen... 95% of the episodes of Gilligan's Island. I have never seen the last episode where they get off the island. Never seen it. I've seen when they went back to the island, but never. That was like one of those after, you know, after the fact movies or whatever. But I've never seen the episode where he gets off the island. Wow. I should, Why? I should YouTube that. I, I don't know. As a kid, what happened is I was I was at a babysitter's and it was always beyond and Gilligan's Island always started in black and white and eventually got into color and then it would be in color and it'd be in color and then I'd lose interest and I'd start to do something else and all of a sudden I sit down to watch Gilligan's Island again and it's back in black and white. That must have happened to me about eight or nine times as a kid. <laughs> it's like you're stuck in some weird cycle. Fucking nightmare. I couldn't stand it. Speaking of Groundhog Day, have you guys seen Russian Doll? No, no it's on my list. Oh, <laughs> it, it is. Mm. It's eight episodes, and I will say this: at the two or the yeah two and three quarters episode mark, I was done. I was like, nope, the show sucks. I'm out. And then the ended the third episode, and I was like, okay, you got me. I, I have the I have the I have a three episode rule. If you don't if you don't have me by the end of the third episode, I'm out. And they grabbed me in the last scene of the third episode enough for me to stick around. I'm glad I did because it ended really strong. So you well, guys yeah, enjoy. have a new season. That's gonna be good. They it is gonna have a new season. I think uh, something else that you, we were talking about earlier is getting a second season, and I'm blanking on what it is. Uh, oh God, come on, Blair. It was a movie that we were talking about. They're having a second movie. Uh, Ready Player One. They're coming out with a sequel with that one. That was what I was thinking about. Which I'm like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> really, it's kind of, you kind of had a full story there. I mean, I get that the guy wants to make more money, but you kind of have a story. Let it alone. Yeah. No, I mean, with the quantum leap, I was saying I was gonna tell you earlier is that I like the books. I just, you know, I mean, they have if they look at the books, they can write a ending for the show. Finally, that'd be nice. Yeah. That's one show that definitely wrap up. Before Dean Softball dies. <laughs> yeah. I really hate when shows don't get that proper wrap-up. Journeyman had a very similar thing. They, uh, He basically sees how he got his powers in the last episode, and then that's it. It's just like, what? <laughs> I want more. I mean, Timeless, at least, they did something similar to Timeless, but then they gave him a two-and-a-half-hour movie or an hour-and-a-half movie to wrap up the show. I'm like, that's all I need. They gave him the kind of the the, the, the uh, Firefly treatment. Just give me a way to wrap this up, even though I didn't want Firefly to wrap up. Um, I still don't. I still want them to go back into it. But, yeah, uh, that would be nice if they did. Just give give. The I don't answer. know why they haven't yet. Like seriously, they've got such Fox. a fan base. What? Well, can't can't someone else do it? Well, Fox is not owned by Fox anymore. So hold your breath. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, Joss Whedon, just come back, plead and beg. Please, please let me have a chance. Uh, Disney's not stupid. I think Firefly at this point is almost an inevitability if they can get people's schedules lined up. Yeah. But that's a that's a Blair opinion. Joey. Yes. You got your rapid fire ready? I do. All right. Have at it, buddy. All right. So, as we have done in the past, I ask a series of questions, and our guest, a.k.a. the Shaggy Jedi, is going to answer them as fast as possible he can, if I can English and not sound like I'm having a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are you ready, sir? Yes. All right. If you could arrange a rock concert with any three musicians or groups to play on the same bill, who would you invite? Queen, Samuel Glockman, and, oh, crap, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, God, I can't think of the third person right now. <laughs> the two right there, that is an interesting yeah. mix. I would pay to see that. Yeah. Right. Those are the only two I can think of. Okay, if you could be, a success- if you could be successful in any p- profession, again... I'm having a stroke. Uh, what would you yeah. want to do? <laughs> He's not a toaster. Uh, no. Uh, be a librarian or own my own bookstore. Or just be a... Oh, go for the geek cred. Uh, cryptozoologist. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. If you could have witnessed any biblical event... What would you have wanted to see? Oh, gosh. Biblical event. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I can't think of a single one, but I'll just go with the flood. (laughs) I won't lie. That would have been interesting to see. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, gosh, I remember, you know, being an altar boy again. Got to remember all these things. If you had to name the one personality trait that you have tried the hardest to change about yourself, what would you say it was? I'll be a little bit more outgoing since I'm kind of a little bit of a stick in the mud. I don't want to go out and do anything. But then when I do, it's like, oh, this will be fun. You know, it's 2019. Everybody is by themselves on Instagram taking selfies. This is your time, darling. Don't worry. (laughs) All right. And I got two more for you. If you could be given the complete film library of the work of a single actor, who would you pick? Oh gosh, single actor. Oh my gosh, gosh, that is a tough. Oh gosh, I. God, I can't even think one either. Kevin Smith or, yeah, Kevin Smith. I can't think of anybody right now myself other than that. All right, and the final question is, well, not the last question, but if yeah. you could live the life of any fictional character, which character would it be? Uh, gosh, let's go with Quantum Leap, because then I can just leap around, fix things, and then eventually find my way home. You know, I'm going to insert Robin Williams here. You can't wish for more wishes. <laughs> all right and last but not least how freaking amazing is toronto gal oh she is the best i love her to death <laughs> she just needs to be on, on twitch uh twitch more so we can say hi to her yeah i have a i have a feeling that uh 
that uh, Toronto gals. Um, okay, Tara, thanks. Uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, Toronto gals um, work schedule has become a lot more busy these days. Whenever Felicia goes live, I still see her jump in. So she uh, she she does do her best. But uh, from the little conversations I've had with her, she's been very busy and. Um, you know, again, one day, maybe I'll run into her. She'll know who I am. I won't know who she is, but uh, I'm, I'm hoping one day. Um, okay. Now, now, generally, we would throw to Tyrion for, for something, but instead, uh, I think we're going to kind of take this. And, and, and Ryan, if you, you know, I'm going to start with you. Do you have anything you would like to, you know, talk about or promote or something that you do, perhaps that Facebook group that you started? Uh. I don't know if I have to start a group, but I just did join Tierland's group for that oh. book music. That was fun. Yeah, no, thank you. I love all those things that you post. Like, literally, I look forward to them. Yeah. They're just, just fun. Like, it's really interactive. Yeah. Because, yeah, whenever, like, I find a new thing on Copperfield, I'm like, oh, got to put this on the group because I know Tierland will enjoy it. <laughs> no, I love it. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah. You're a I... visual storyteller. You've got the badge. Yeah, exactly. Got to <laughs> earn it. Before they take it away. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just, uh, like you said, I mean, like I, when we messaged, I was just saying, you know, if I decide to visit, you know, L.A. or San Francisco, just let me know. And I'll, like, play tour guides. One of those pictures I sent you of, you know, the Palace of Fine Arts, San Fran. You know, I'm just, Well, I yes. will be in L.A. <laughs> in a couple of weeks. And Blair and I are going to officially meet. Which is really yep. exciting. Sweet. <laughs> so if you happen to be in town, I will send you all the details. We're all joking. I can't speak English now. I'm having a stroke. So we're all going to try and meet Just up. Two more strokes. <laughs> Many strokes. So you told you all, Rusty. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm actually. I, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna be in San Francisco the week of leading into it in business, and then I'm gonna fly down to LA for the weekend. So it's uh, it's, it's gonna be pretty cool. So I'm in both spots. Yes. Yeah, no. Um, just like I said, I I mean, if any humans want to meet me up at Johnson's Beach in Kernville, I'm there on the weekends during the summer. So just come on by to say, you know, who you are. You know, that's usually where I'm at on the weekends. Very cool. All right, Joey. And talk to us about what's going on with you. What do you got to promote? So I don't know if it's really promotion or not. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this is this is a bit of a story, guys. <laughs> okay, so a couple of years ago, we had the fifth anniversary of the online book group started by Felicia Day, Bonnie Burton, Veronica, and Kyla Catesby. So it was the fifth anniversary for Vaginal Fantasy, and I was on a whole video kick. I had done, you know, I had been already been doing, you know, the Team Human anniversary videos, and I had been doing a bunch of other videos as well. Uh, some of the earlier abridged series of Felicia's streams. And I was like, you know what? We're going to do a five-year anniversary video for Vaginal Fantasy. Now, admittedly, it got, I want to say, maybe at max 700 views. No big deal. It's really just for the community. It's not like I intended it to you know, be this big viral thing or whatever. Until you fast forward two years later and two months to May 26th. Since May 26th of this year, that video has gone up in views. And my subscriber count has gone up from 117, which was just friends, family, and some Team Human members, 
So my subscriber count at the time of this recording is 1,480 something subscribers. Woohoo! And I'm like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> like, I'm not Jeffree Star. I'm not Shane Dawson. Like, who who are you? <laughs> and then I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, why all of a sudden is everything going up all of a sudden? And it's because... <laughs> It's because the Vaginal Fantasy video is coming up under search terms and suggested videos under other tags and titles. So it's been getting suggested and it's also coming up in searches a lot. Um, so at the time of this recording, the view count went from, I want to say, 700 views. Over the course of two and a half, three weeks, it's now up to almost 700,000 views. Holy crap. And I'm just like, it's only this video. It's only, only that video. Nothing else. Just that video. <laughs> Which I understand why and everything else. And I'm not, I'm not, but, and like, I'm not kicking the fact that, you know, I'm like, holy shit, you know, I broke a thousand subscribers. Holy shit. I am like 300,000 views away from a million. But at the same time, I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like it's just a vid it's just a photo montage like a really cool photo montage of uh screen caps from every single episode of all the of all the girls and I'm I'm just I don't know other than that I have been uh busy with commissions uh I've changed regular mm -hmm. jobs a couple times um other than that that's really honestly about it I do plan on getting back into uh, Twitch, uh, the reason why that ended last year, I had gotten affiliate very, very quickly. Um, but I had to stop streaming because we, my internet service is Comcast. And in the States, now Comcast, suck yeah, Suckcast, basically they have a, a data cap on internet users. So if you go over a terabyte of data, that's for both upload and download. Um, if you go over terabyte, you end up getting charged. Well, they offer unlimited, but it's an extra 50 a month. And that's just not in my wallet at this very moment. So, uh, once it becomes, uh, for me able to do that, I will be getting back into Twitch and everything. And what I want to do is I want to play, uh, the newer Tomb Raider games, but I kind of want to play with, uh, the viewers because I want to get all of the steam achievements with the games so like that includes like making sure you get all of the secrets and you do this number of types of kills or whatever so i i kind of want to make it more interactive because i've already played the the uh first two i haven't played shadow yet because that okay that game's been out for almost a year and it's still 80 freaking dollars that's insane they're still buying it it's and here's the thing i was told that I told I was told it didn't really do all that well, and the only and I know there's I could there's another ver, there's a regular version that's not eighty, but I want like the extra levels and shit. <laughs> I don't half ass this, you know. <laughs> but um, well, I do have the you guide. Oh, very nice, very nice. And uh, other than that, that's really been uh, about it. Yeah, your commissions have looked pretty cool on social media, so I've been really proud to say, yeah, that's my friend doing that stuff. That's amazing. Well, the band Vixen really wants to hire me on, but I, I, we, there's, I have a middleman person 
that has to do all that negotiating and whatnot. But um, they recently went to a convention and they were so in love with the banner that I did for them that they were like, can we just hire him? Well, congrats. Thank you. Very good stuff. All right, Terrell, what are you up to? Uh, oh, oh, me. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I'm boring. I got Lies. married. Yeah. Um, so there was that. <laughs> uh, no, like I said, I'm heading off to um, L.A. in a couple of weeks. So that'll be really exciting. Get to meet up with quite a fair few people. Um, I haven't got, like, any news. Like, I've just been trucking. Keep on trucking. I found out I was a witch in a past life, so that was fun. <laughs> I went to this place. Um, they have like a mind, body, spirit festival in Australia. And it's a chance like you put on makeup and you find new diets and you can do all the hippie stuff. Like they take photos of your aura, which I'm pretty sure is just like t the temperature of your body and they put colors on it. But, you know, it's still a bit of fun. So I went to a woman and uh, asked her what my past lives were. And she said very seriously that I was a witch that burnt at the stake. So now I think I'm a charmed one. And I'm like loving myself and I'm waiting to get the powers to freeze time and to get premonitions. I burn TV, <laughs> the best one. <laughs> right? <laughs> and she's a writer. Yeah, no, so that's pretty much it for me. Um, I haven't really been doing my YouTube series. I've been writing the sequel to Colt Harper and um, the last book in Broken Dolls, which will be out at the end of this year. They're finished. I just haven't gotten around to going through the next stage of it all. And yeah, no, I've just been, just been very boring. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell me, Blair, uh, what have I been doing? No, you've been doing what you said. The, the wedding takes up a lot, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so that was a thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess since the last time we, we, we spoke, uh, finished off season one of, of Harley Hooman. Uh, that went uh, very well. I was very pleased. Uh, I've remixed it and, and posted the remixes up, even though I found out today that episode 9, for some reason, isn't on iTunes anymore. Don't know why. Got to figure that out. Got to fix that right after we're done here. So, yeah, I go, I don't know. I don't know. Just ap episode episode 9, it wasn't on my phone. I'm like, what the hell? So I got to fix that after we're done here because it is on the website if you're following the show at all. But, uh, yeah, anyway, that's the thing. Um, I'm... I've I've been trying to write seasons uh, season two. I've been really blocked. I'm going to be doing it differently. Obviously, this year is I'm going to write them all at once. We're all going to record them, and then we're going to release them all together, as opposed to uh, having it just once a month. I found through the analytics that when I re release a show, we get a good spike of listeners, and then they would slowly diminish as the as the month went on, and then they would get a little bit back, and we never really got that momentum going. It was too much upflow, so. Um, we're going to write it, and I've been in the process of it. I've actually got back to writing the last couple of days. The first episode, which I'm not going to say exactly what it is yet, um, it's putting me way out of my comfort zone. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, we're, hoping, we're hoping to get through it. i got a bunch of people lined up to be guest stars on this year. Hopefully all the cast is still interested in coming back. I think i got my, my, my baby and my, uh, my Harley still, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> and uh, beyond that, I mean, it, it's so boring and cliche to say, but my work has gone insane. Um, I got promoted at work, which uh, is good, but it came with a lot of work. 
Uh, my company has uh, acquired a company. We've done a lot of um, you know upsizing and downsizing as as a result of these acquisitions. We 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 acquired one earlier as well and. I've been traveling a lot. I'm down to New York. I'm down to New York probably once a month at this point. And then San Francisco is going to be the new place that I get to go to. And this first trip is coming up in early July. So uh, for those of you in, in the, the area, as, as Terlin mentioned, we're going to be trying to do a get-together uh, one day in, in you know, mid-July. And you'll, you know, pay attention. You know, let us know if you're interested in coming out. We'll see what we can do. Um, you know, the, the plans are still up in the air. Uh, but I get to I get to meet Terrilyn. Like this is this is a big deal for me. I, I don't know. It's uh, you know she's one of my best friends and and uh, I've never had the pleasure of meeting her now. So I get to meet and her. It's and only meet. taken three years and oh my god, you're real. Like you're not catfishing me. <laughs> yeah. Fair point. So we're we're gonna finally get that taken care of in in a few weeks time and. I'm I'm excited about that, man. That's that's mm. that's my. That's no, my it's gonna be the right highlight. Now. Absolutely, I just can't wait to meet you and everyone and. Like I'm technically, so what happened, right? I never wanted a wedding. Like I've been very uh, open about that. So the compromise was that my husband got to have the big wedding here and I said I wanted to elope and have just a very intimate little thing. So we're going to Hawaii and we're having like a vow renewal and we're doing it the way I wanted it. So that way we've kind of both got what we wanted. So like we're technically having two weddings. So that's happening after LA. But honestly, like I'm still... It sounds so bad. I love my husband and everything, but I'm more excited about meeting everyone in LA. How bad is that? <laughs> you know, last last year when I did the trip to both LA and and, and San Diego Comic Con, uh, well, in Boston. So like th these were three big things for me. I got to go to Boston, which I love the city of Boston. I got to go see baseball games at Fenway Park, which was a big deal for me. I got to see them with my dad. Then I jumped on a plane to L.A. I had an absolutely amazing experience to L.A. And then I went to San Diego Comic-Con, which is like I always try to get there. It is so amazing there. And it, of the three things, it was the thing I enjoyed the least, um, which was still means it was still good. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, L.A. was the highlight of my my trip last time. So I get it. It's the people. You want to meet the people. Yeah, now, absolutely. Yeah. I went to Boston. That was fun as well. I like the myself we went there last beginning of last month so mm. that was enjoyable beautiful ballpark and the last thing for me is uh the day after i believe we're going to be trying to do the get together i'm going to vidcon <laughs> no so, way <laughs> yeah so Say what? yeah yeah it just that one just kind of happened so basically um <laughs> it just happened sweetie it just happened <laughs> it just it just happened i i showed up and you know, some, you know, it's like, oh, what am I going to do? Like the Friday night, I believe, is when we're going to try to do the get together. And then the Saturday, um, you know, a lot of people aren't available. And I'm like, oh, crap, I came all this way. I don't want to do nothing. Um, but then someone's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to VidCon. And like, oh, maybe I can go with you. So that's uh, that's how that came about. Um, so, so I'm, yeah, where I, I got all, I got everything except my, my train ticket to and from LA to Anaheim figured out. But, uh, if you're going to be at VidCon, hit you know, let me know because everything I have heard about VidCon, and again, this is my ignorance speaking through. It's people much younger than myself um, going absolutely nuts for, for people still younger than myself. Um, so I'm not sure how much I'll I'll fit in, but I, hey, you know, it's an experience, and I've always wanted to see what it's about. So I'm gonna go check it out. Excellent. Right, well, yeah, have fun, man. Yeah, 
is, uh, unless there's anything else anyone would like to speak about, I think we can wrap this up. Uh, so, Ryan, where can uh, people find you on the socials? Uh, just on Facebook under Ryan Block. I don't have a Twitter, Instagram, nothing like that. I'm very much old school. <laughs> and in the Twitch, you're Shaggy Jedi? or Yes, yes, Shaggy Jedi and Twitch. So. All right. Uh, I'd like to thank Ryan for joining us here uh, for this one and again for the community. Uh, we haven't done one of these in a while. We, we miss doing this. I, I'm pretty sure I can speak on everyone's behalf by saying that. Um, and we'd, we'd love to continue to do this again in the future. So if you're interested, send an email to humanpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, as Ryan did, we'll get, uh, we'll get things lined up and uh, we'll, we'll get to talk to you as well. So until next time, guys, take care. Find Blair on Twitter at Blair Beverage, Webisode Watch, and Hoopod. His Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash Blair Beverage, where he streams Friday evenings at 9pm Eastern Standard Time. You can also find him on YouTube. Just search his name. That's him. Finally, you can catch him playing the Goblin Shaman in the web series Basic Adventuring 101, which can be found on basicadventuring101.com. You can find Joey on Twitter at joeycouture underscore, because someone already stole it. On YouTube as Joey Couture, and you can also find him on Etsy, Joey Couture Geek Chic. You can find Tyrolin at Tiz Thunder on Twitter, Tyrolin Puxty on YouTube, Tyrolin Puxty on Facebook, and I'm pretty much floating around everywhere. T Y R O L I N P U X T Y. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next time.